This is the Cosmic Voice. everyone and welcome to the cosmic voice this is season six bonus episode this is our kiss end of the road episode i am here with my co-host chris natalini hey 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 what's going on everybody and i am mick michaels welcome back everyone welcome back bonus episode bonus Bonus. episode chris how are you my good man i am a little I'm good, but I'm a little sad as we record this today. We are recording this uh, after our venture to Baltimore together to see Kiss, and then we watched. We both watched the pay per view last night along with millions of people. I'm sure it's a little sad, man. I, I have to admit, it was a uh, uh, you and I talked about it on the way home Wednesday. You had said it best. You're like, you know, it's the end of. They're one of the last. I mean, I'm just going to be honest and say it. They're one of the last real rock and roll bands. You know, I, I thought of that all night last night watching the pay-per-view. I'm watching the last kind of one of the biggest rock and roll bands, original rock and roll bands. And I don't, you know, there obviously there's never going to be another. And I don't know if we're ever going to match that again. I mean, 50 years is a long time, man. A long time. It is. I tell you what, you said that the last of the rock and roll bands and I got chills. I'm not doing it just for the show. I, I literally got chills. It's And you're right. It, there was... There was an excitement at that Baltimore show, but at the same time, there was a there was a sadness at the end. I mean, like yeah. I was excited and privileged, I guess, to be there. I mean, sure, I paid to be there. You paid to be there. Everybody there paid to be there. But that was a choice to yeah. be there, and yeah. it was just a it was just great. I mean, and you're right. It's the last. I mean, it's the last American rock and roll band, in my opinion, that yeah had done it for that long. Kiss is credited as being the only American rock band to have, you know, the most gold records or hits or something like that to pretty much rival the Beatles based in America. So you and I had talked about it and people, I mean, basically Kiss was our Beatles, an American version of what the Beatles were for the UK. Yeah, yeah. They're recognizable worldwide. Look alone, right? Name alone. Look alone. Look alone. And And you, you you don't get that. With a lot of artists no, nowadays. Not like, at you know, all. You could say a name and go, you know, there are a handful of artists that are known worldwide just by name, but just by appearance. You could just show the makeup of any one of the four. It doesn't even have to necessarily be Gene and Paul. It could be any one of the four, it, and people go, yep, I know who that's Kiss. Well, it could even be with, you know, Vinnie Vincent and Eric Carr, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, 100%. That's what I mean. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, they've had a rotation of members, but other bands have too. If those people stood alone, you'd be like, well, who's that guy? Oh, he's part of what? But yeah. KISS members, for some reason, regardless of their error, you're like, yeah, well, that's that guy played in KISS. You may not even know his name, but you know, that guy played in KISS. Yeah, you know, even if you see Gene without makeup and he sticks out his tongue, you know who he is. You just know who he is even without makeup. It, you know, it, it's the tongue. You know it. 
or if he breathes fire without makeup or if he spits blood without makeup you go yeah it's the guy from kiss you said you may not know his name but people know who he is or where he's from you know what i mean it brings up a good point they're a band that has two specific errors if you think about it with makeup without makeup yeah and yeah. they're distinguishable yeah non-makeup error the makeup error the remakeup error that type of thing and how many bands have that that reinvention type of thing Madonna was able to reinvent right, herself right, during right. during her heyday, right? Mm -hmm. I know she's yeah. back in action again, but, you know, and she's doing well with the tour, absolutely, but it's not the same thing as in her heyday. Right. Kiss coming back when they came back as the makeup in 96, that was like a another phenomenon. I mean, yeah. it was a worldwide... They had the highest grossing tour. Just right. like that four years that they ran from, you know, 96 to 2000... That was just incredible. Yeah. Listen, you know it, I know it. Everybody talks of this negativity with them for some reason. But it, I've seen them, I can't tell you how many times. And the place is always packed. Yeah. Besides going back to the whiskey on that thing, that's like a one-off kind of adventurous, like, celebration type thing. But they've never gone back to play in your local pub. Right. At, right? They never right. they never right. went down to a yep. theater. Yeah. I mean, sure, there was that error where ticket sales were a little light, but they were still booking your local, you know, in Philly at the time, the Spectrum. Yeah. And yep. so on and so forth. But, my God, once they put that makeup back on, and I've seen them, I mean, once they put the makeup back on, I've seen them every time they came through, mm -hmm. up until the other day. Yeah. And the place yeah. was always packed. Yeah. And Baltimore yeah. was practically sold out. Baltimore had a great crowd in it. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. And I, you know, I have to say, I do feel bad, you know, I do feel bad for the two dates in Canada and then that one, I think, in Knoxville, Tennessee, that they, I think it was Tennessee that they canceled. Because as of right now, they're not going to go back. Now, maybe will they do a one-off? I don't know. But I feel bad for those fans that didn't get to see, didn't get to witness what we witnessed. You know, that makes me sad because I, I think everybody should be able to see that, you know, that last hoorah. And, uh, and unfortunately, they did not. So that makes me sad because we got to see them. I mean, I'm sure maybe a lot, probably a lot of those people paid for the pay-per-view. But uh, I do feel bad. I mean, it, you know, it's a shame. It's a shame that they, you know, had to go through that. Listen, we were worried that we weren't going to see them in Baltimore. Yeah. We weren't yeah. sure how bad this really was. And, and I'll be honest with you, he did look, he looked thinner. Yeah. You could see something. He definitely pushed through. And, and the energy of that crowd, that probably just carried him through. I mean, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, guaranteed. In that sense. Guaranteed. It's the Rusta Boss. Take it down. This is Stephen Pearson from Rat, the Rat Bastard. You're listening to the Cosmic Voice. So let's talk Baltimore first. Okay. Go ahead. I think that it was phenomenal. I think that I'm going to take the artist out of me because sometimes I can be a little critical as an artist, but that's just me. That's how my brain works. I think as a fan, I think it was phenomenal. I think it was perfect. I think that they looked good. They sounded great. You know, I'm not even going to talk about the stage show. You don't have to. I mean, nobody can nobody can match what Kiss does on stage between the fire, the confetti, the smoke, the effects, the screens, the four big statues, and you know, either side of the stage. Which I forgot to ask if you even noticed. Yeah, I didn't notice until like halfway through the set. You know, just just with everything they do, you know, the the how everything's choreographed and you know how they constructed the set, it was just really, really entertaining. It was very good. Now, as an artist, I think two things that stick out to me at the Baltimore show. For me personally, it's just too slow. I listen. I get it. I totally, totally understand. I totally understand. 
like, I want that puppy to move, man. I want it to groove. But that is what it is. What it is. And then the other thing I could say, because we'll talk about the pay-per-view. Paul talked a lot more in Baltimore between songs than he did at the New York shows. Did, I don't know if you yeah, caught that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't okay. notice that. Okay, now maybe there was a reason. May, I don't know, you know, because I don't know. I'm, you know, unfortunately, I'm, I'm not in that backstage area. There could be complete reasons why he talked a little more, you know, a little more in Baltimore. Maybe they were a little more relaxed. Maybe they didn't feel time constraints. I don't know. I, I don't know what the reason was, but they were unbelievable. It was so much fun to do. I thought the song selection was, I mean, I know they've been, and you could probably uh, account to this more because I didn't, see, I haven't seen them as much as you have once they put the makeup back on. I've seen them a couple of times. I seen him a couple times with Peter and Ace, and then I saw him a couple times with Eric and Tommy. I felt like the set list was really good. Uh, I mean, I know it's a lot of you know a lot of the stuff they've been doing, but I, I feel like uh, you know they did. Do you love me? I mean, you kind of looked at each other like, wow, I wasn't expecting that. And uh, um, you know, they kind of touched on hundred thousand years, and I, I don't know. I didn't expect them to do Black Diamond. I don't know why. I mean, I'm sure they have always, and you can attest to that. But uh, I was kind of like, oh. Maybe I just forgot about me. I wasn't thinking about it. I do kind of like the way they did 1,000 Years. It was kind of mixed up a little. And then um, I liked the Who thing they threw in. I thought that was really cool. Just a little thing. I liked the dual guitar solos between Paul and Tommy. I thought that was really cool. Kind of showed Paul's guitar playing off a little bit, which I liked. Um, I think it was great. I think it was, I think it was phenomenal as a, you know, as a Kiss fan, taking the, music, taking the artist out of the epic. To, the show was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, as an artist, I didn't mind necessarily the uh, the speed of the songs. Well, sometimes if they are, which I think that they are, playing to a clicker, there's the trade-off, right? If you're trying to stay consistent and, and be on the money, yeah, you may have to take yes. a step down in the timing yes, to keep everybody. Because then if it's too fast, it's easily you can miss your mark. Right, a hundred percent. So hundred percent. But I and I, a lot of the and a lot of these legend bands have been doing it. Like I just saw. You know, Sammy Hagar over the summer, and he did the same thing. A lot of his songs were slowed down. Like, I and I, I totally get it. You know, age, and like you said, you don't want to miss your mark, and you want to make sure. I, I, I totally understand. Yeah. It does help with breathing, especially for singers. I've noticed yep. that with our own singers. Sometimes yep. when we're yep. playing the songs, like, you know, you, you get your... Again, we're literally playing live. There's no backing tracks. Every night, it's something a little different in terms of just the energy, you know, because it's just yeah. the way it goes with us. Because we don't have to worry about pyro and light. Lights are usually whatever's we're given or if somebody's involved, you know. So yeah. sometimes it's quicker. Sometimes it's it's not. Just in the last show that we did with my band, just to give you an example, like we were doing a song and we got through the, the intro and the first verse and I felt it was just a little too slow. And I just felt like for the energy that we were doing and what the crowd was like in between the turnover, and you know, I just gave him a look like you know, speed it up just a just a tad. He gives me a nod, yeah. And we didn't all of a sudden go, you know, what? Da, 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 da. It was like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. he transitioned into it so that by the time that second verse came in, we were already up a couple steps. You were grooving it, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, we have that luxury because we don't play to a clicker track. Right. I, I right. think that would confuse us even more. Wait a minute, what's this in my head? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> but so I understand why they do it too, and I, and I didn't mind it too much. You get kind of used to it. I mean, Detroit could be just a little bit, whatever, maybe a step up, but I get it. They play. Oh, yeah, totally get it. Now, here's the thing, right? So you talked about Paul talking more at the Baltimore show, and they started at nine, almost 9.15 at Baltimore they, and ended they, after 11. They started, and, and the pay per view was early. Yeah, eight yeah. forty-five, yeah. and they were. Yeah. I think it was a hard stop at eleven. Now that could have been 
what the ordinance is, the sound ordinance. I don't yeah, know. Could have been, yeah. Because I yeah. know they used to say in Philly, like if you played after eleven o'clock, you were charged extra, or you know, and some bands also would pay it. Union fees, union yeah. fees, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So yeah. I mean, listen, I mean, New York is New York, so there may have been yeah. some stipulation there. Like you said, the spectacle, the visual spectacle of what Kiss does. You know, people go, well, that's primarily their thing, right? You take that away, they don't have, you know, the music is another. I disagree with that totally. The spectacle just adds to it. Like, most of my Kiss fan life has been spent listening to their albums on cassette or in my car, you know, on my Walkman, you know, that kind of thing growing up on my old stereo so I didn't see the concert. There was no explosions in my yeah. bedroom. or And if there was, my parents would have thrown me out of the house. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. What's going on up there? <laughs> I mean, you know. But honestly, think about it. Like, I mean, most people, that's, I mean, I didn't live at the concert. Like, I could listen to Detroit Rock City over and over again. Strutter yeah. over and over again. There's just, you oh, know, yeah. there's just songs I can, and I have. That's the thing. I never bought into that. Listen, were they rush in terms of their playing ability or their playing style or what they put out or were they dream theory? No. And maybe that's why I like them more. Because I yeah. can only handle so... I mean, Rush is great. Dream Theater is great. I can only handle them so long. And then I need... 100%. You know what I mean? But 100%. Th this was a, a type of music that, like you said, it was just straightforward rock and roll. Unfortunately, their elder error was them starting to be oversaturated by all that, hey, we need to be real musicians type of thing. Yeah. And what is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm not a real musician. I can't read music. I didn't really study music in school. And if somebody says, hey, can you play a B-flat in a something-something embellished something-something and something-something, I go, is that an E? Can I just chug E in the back? Dug, 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 dug. But maybe that was what was cool about it. I don't know, you know. And there was that, I guess, in their live play, there was that loosey-goosey type thing where there were mistakes. And there yeah. was things that were off-key. They were just regular guys that just wanted to play rock and roll. Yep. And for a guy like me, as a kid, I'm like, well, man, I can achieve that. I mean, if, you know, that's kind of the thing. Hey, you could be president someday. Uh, well, not really, but that's what we were taught. Well, hey, listen, I could be kissed someday. You know, I'm still trying to be Kiss. I, I'm not interested in being president, but I'm, I want to be Kiss. <laughs> right? What's that one thing everybody says? Most people want to be, what's that, firefighters and rock stars, right? Yeah. 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 No, I mean, I get it, bro. You're 100% right. They're one of those bands that didn't have to be overcomplicated. They just had good grooves, great choruses. You know, the lyrics were, you know, easy to get behind. They weren't too complicated. They weren't like... Yeah, they had one theme, getting laid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, but they weren't—they weren't like very—they weren't they, like they didn't make you think, like you know, about yourself or, you know, it was just about having a great time. Right. It wasn't about time. social comment and all that. Right, and, right, 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 right. It wasn't heavy. Like it wasn't heavy in the sense that you know you're carrying a weight with this music. It really was fun rock and roll uplifting music and they never said anything different so like i don't understand all the criticism it's like well they never came out and said hey listen we're trying to no it's like the circus has come to town man and we want to yeah. have a good time i spent years going through kiss interviews old stuff you know watching this concert that car and a lot of the interviews were the same thing it's like hey man like we're just you know having a good time and i mean 
I remember there's this one from the 70s ace who was like saying like, you know, we're not Satan worshipers or anything like that. We're just four guys, you know, that want to rock and roll. Have a good time. Have a good time. Yeah. Yeah, You know, so. Yep. Yep. I mean, sure, some of them fell into the trappings of the thing, but they were young guys. It was a different yeah, error, yeah. you know. I mean, they go yeah, you go was, from yeah. you go from zero to one sixty, man. <laughs> you know, who knows? Yeah. You know, most of us can't even comprehend that. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Like you had said when we talked about it going down to Baltimore, they had that superhero so much so that they were made superheroes in a comic. That's right. That's you know right. what I mean? It expanded their brand right to yeah. other things. I mean, you looked at four guys in makeup, and you know they had their individual characters. You know, they they had character names. Or descriptions, and and how could you not turn that into a, a superhero kind of thing? I mean, when you see these four guys on stage and make up with all the effects and pyro and making music, I mean, they they are they're superheroes because you're, you know, they're not up there in the beginning. They weren't up there and you know without makeup. They were in there. They had makeup and they had these costumes and these uh, you know identities of you know who they were in real life. And you know, how could you not make them superheroes? I mean, it was just it was just. Yeah, how could you not? How could you not? And again, if you connect it with the music, like we did, like millions of people did, all that, that extension of that persona was just, it was so enticing and mystifying and yeah, it was unbelievable. The end of the road tour, I seen four times and countless videos from all over the world I watched. Like I told you the other day. I could watch, and I have, I can't even count, on, on my YouTube account, like Detroit Rock City from everywhere, including the videos that I took of it, and Baltimore. So listen, am I a KISS fan? Absolutely. Why? Because I was taking photos of the TV screen last night during the, during the pay-per-view. Me too. So, so is there something wrong with us? Maybe. But listen, that's just the way it is. I didn't care. Was he using backing tracks? Wasn't he using backing tracks? So what? Maybe he was. I tell you, the first couple end of the roads, yeah, he was probably using them more. The last couple that I seen and the newer videos, he's using them far less. He's still using yeah. them, but he's using yeah. them far less. And I'll tell you, his voice has gotten a little better. I think his voice was sounded better in Baltimore than it did on the pay-per-view. 100%. And 100%. That's, I said that to my wife. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. just because he had some time off and in between. And, you know, it's just, listen, man, the guy's well, 71. What are you going to do? Too, also, too, bro, I mean, let's be honest, like, they're doing meet and greets. They're doing these sound checks. He's doing interviews. I mean, they're in New York. So, of course, you want to talk to Paul Stanley on the last two days. But, you know, he's probably using his voice all day. Like, he maybe should have been hauled up in his hotel room, like, just kind of relaxing. And, and, I mean, he knows what he's doing. Obviously, he's been doing it for 15 years. But, I mean, like, he probably uses his voice way more than he should have been knowing there's a pay-per-view. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. again, he's doing the VIP meet and greets. He's doing... God knows well, they what did that. They doing. did that whole New York takeover. I mean, I watched the video, the lighting yeah. of the Empire State Building, Empire State the, Bil- right, the Kiss right. pop up thing. I mean, it, it was nonstop. Non-stop. It, it was nonstop. I mean, and then you know, non-stop. and then just a week ago at the recording of this, I mean, he was down with the flu, IV in his veins. I mean, he was in yeah. a hospital. Yeah. Listen, say what you want, man, and I, I'll say it again. This is a band that over the fifty-year career, they toured regularly. Maybe one year they didn't tour, then they came back and tour. But man, they've been nonstop. It's not like a band that tours and then 10 years go by and they're doing something else and then they're doing it again. 
or they do small tours, like they do, you know, 10 days or, or 25 right. days. Man, when they put a tour together, these guys are on tour for months, half a year, maybe longer. Then they take yeah. their break, then they come back, and then they're doing all this other stuff. That's taxing on the voice. I don't care what anybody says. Sure, and, and the body. And the body, And but they kept yeah. continuing to do it. After the farewell tour, again, everybody, oh, how many times are they going to, you know, whatever. Hey, listen, that's their choice. They could do whatever they want. You don't want to be a yeah. part of it. You don't want to listen to it. Then don't. Why you got to comment on it? If you're not yeah. a fan, what are you wasting? If you're not a fan, what are you doing? Why are you watching this? Why are you critiquing it? Why are you criticizing? Why are you writing and posting about it? If you're not a fan... What are you doing? Sounds like you're a fan. Did they not give you an autograph? You couldn't get no confetti that night? What's your problem? Here's my thing, bro. And we haven't gotten to it yet. And I was trying, I was saving it for then. You know, you know, of course, you know, with this whole New York takeover thing, you know, of course, Facebook is lit up because everybody's been talking about Kiss, even myself. I mean, because it's exciting, right? There were so many people yesterday. Like, I want to, I, I, like, I had to just stop scrolling through facebook because there were so many people that had something to say oh i used to i saw kids back then and they're not it's two other guys in makeup or oh paul in the packing tracks dude if you don't want to watch it don't watch it like nobody's forcing you to and i don't really want to hear your opinion oh listen i know facebook's all about opinions i get it i totally understand but i don't understand these people that have to go to facebook just to kill somebody's party shut up dude like, I, if you don't like them, I don't care. Like, whatever. Don't watch it. Exactly. I spent the money to watch it, which, by the way, 40 something dollars to watch Kiss on pay-per-view, not bad, right? I mean, you know, I, I thought it was a pretty good price. Like, if I watch a wrestling pay-per-view, I'm paying more than that. So I was like, 40 bucks for pay-per-view? I'm like, this can't be right. But anyway, so my point is, like, you don't want to watch it? Don't watch it. Don't go to the show. Who cares? I don't care. If you, if you don't want to pay the money to see them, whatever. Don't come down on my parade because you don't want to. Cares? It's not your like. I, I who cares? Right. Oh, Paul's been using track since whatever year. I, so, like, am I? Listen, am I a fan of it? No, I am not. I mean, and I've been very vocal and open about it. I am not a fan of any band that uses back track. But let's be honest. It's like the last. It's like the last couple of Kiss shows. Like, all right, I'm going to suck it up because it's Kiss. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like. I told my wife this last night, too. We were watching the pay-per-view. I said, if this was Van Halen, because I was telling her the same thing. So if this was Van Halen, and they were using back, I'd still be, I still would have paid for it. I still would have gone to the show. Like, it's the last ones, bro. This whole thing that's going on, like, oh, it's not going to be their last one. Everybody says their last, it's last one. Yes, it is. You're right. Everybody does it, and it irritates the crap out of me. Priest did it. Kiss has been doing it for 30 years. Ozzy's done it. Like, all these bands. They go, this is our last tour. Scorpions. I get it. I don't think what people are realizing is it's the end of the road tour. They're not touring any longer. They're not doing these year long runs. They may pop up here and there. They may do a private party. You and I talked about, you brought up a great point. They'll, they probably maybe will do the kiss cruise. You know, they'll probably do like a big festival. Maybe we don't know. I don't, you and I talked about it off the air. I don't know if Paul's even in anymore. Like, I think he's just kind of like, I'm done. Like, I'm, I just, you know, I'm done. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to do other things. So will they, they will never tour again. I think they're done, right? Do you yeah. agree with that? I, I don't, like, yeah. Legit, I, it, right? right? They're done. I don't, I don't think they're going to tour like what a tour is. And that's where I think they left themselves room for that decision. 
they've always said the future of KISS during the last three years, four years, which everybody, like, oh, this has been going on forever. No, it hasn't. It started in 2019. I seen him in March 2019. Then I seen him again in August 2019. They were rolling through the tour. They were doing the American leg of the tour. And then by February 2020, things started to slow down because of the COVID. And then they shut down. They didn't do anything. They did some one-offs. They did the Dubai show. They did that one they did on the water. Remember that one? They did like a thing. But they did not pick up the tour, the major tour again until 2022. So there was almost a year and a half that nothing happened. But they stayed in the limelight. They stayed in the limelight because they kept talking about it. They interviewed about it. They, Like I said, they did a number of one-off shows that they could control, just like any other right. band would try to do. Yeah. Right? Yep. And then they decided yeah. that, hey, we're going to do the final 50. We're going to make one more run. Why not? Technically, if you add everything up, it was still a three-year tour. When they announced this, late 2018, early 2019, they said, we're going to tour for three years. We're going to hit everywhere that we've hit before and places that we haven't, and we're going to say our goodbyes. It's going to be a spectacle. And then COVID hit. Hey, everybody forget about that. You shut down. (laughs) You know what I mean? And listen, here's the thing. If they decide to pick it up again, how many times we said this is the last piece of cake? I'm ever going to have. And then next time you have another piece of cake. So how about everybody shut their mouth? You decide that you want to have another piece of cake, right? This is what they want to do. Then let them do it. I don't care. And I'll tell you what, if they come back, I'll go see them again. I don't care. Absolutely. I mean, it may be a lot slower, but whatever, man, whatever. And if I don't, then I don't. That's my decision, right? But I was there. I was celebrating something that meant something to me. You were there celebrating. We went with some other friends, Mad T, Frankie, that whole crowd. I've never been to a concert where the entire crowd kind of was it like in unison in the energy. Because it's a great listen, vibe. Yeah. Like, you yeah. didn't feel yeah. like the guy, because like, we were sandwiched in. And, <laughs> the, the, you know, and there were, right? And the guys next to nobody was like, nobody was rude. Nobody was obnoxious. I mean, mean, there was people dancing and singing. And I mean, like, I've been to plenty of concerts where that, but then there's, there's obnoxious people. And then it's like, you're like, you're kind of like, is this guy going to take a swing at me? Do I got to tell this guy (laughs) to sit down? You know, no, there was none of that. And there was just this excitement of celebrating 50 years of this band, just offering you whatever they offered you and i mean that's what that celebration was the people that cared were there i've never been to a concert that i felt that and i mean the venue was beautiful it was clean the staff at the venue venue was was fantastic i mean it was gorgeous pretzels were like six hundred dollars a piece (laughs) but they did give you cheese with it (laughs) i don't know man it was phenomenal in you know in every sense of the word I, i can't say enough it was just such a great vibe the place had such a great vibe Everybody was happy. Everybody was excited. You know, right in front of me to my left, there was like this little kid in like complete Gene Simmons garb. And it's, yeah. I, I'm assuming his mom or I'm assuming it was his mom, could be his ancestor or whatever. Like she had a star on her face. And this kid was just having the time of his life. You know what I mean? Like that's what it's about, dude. And, you know, the thing, too, with these legend bands, again, yes, you don't know if they're ever going to tour. They say, oh, this is our last one. And then they, you know, maybe the band comes back and does another one. But you know what? At this point, in this stage of the game and these ages and I think the death of Eddie Van Halen really kind of put this to the forefront with me 
like, you know, I got to see the last reunion with Van Halen and, and David Lee, and I was hoping there was going to be another one or whatever. But then he passed, and then I realized, man, like, that's it. Like I'll, like, I'll never see them in that, you know, in that way again. So now, like, all these legend bands that are coming back, I'm buying tickets for everybody. I got, you know, the Sammy Hagar tour is coming up. I got tickets for that. You and I talked about the I got the Priest tickets because, you know, these guys are up in age. I don't know if I'll ever see them again. So, you know what? I'm going to take the chance. If they come back around, then that'll be my decision. But I at least want to get those tickets because I don't know if, you know, the Scorpions. I took my wife to see the Scorpions a couple years back. And they, thank God because we saw the first show of the tour and they canceled. I think it was five dates later. They canceled the rest of the tour because Paul's had some... Uh, vocal issues and you know now and they haven't really done much since now they're you know they just announced at the time of recording they're doing vegas residents you know like I, i'm like man am i glad you know we're going to see these legend bands because as we all get older i don't know if i want to see them again so seeing kiss in baltimore and then seeing them you know on the pay-per-view i was like maybe they'll do another run i don't care but maybe they won't and if they don't then i want to make sure that i see the last ones if they do well then you know it, it is i'll decide then but I didn't want to miss it because you yeah. don't know right. what's going to happen. You know what I mean? And like, even when they did the Dubai and we did a show about the Dubai and we talked about it. Yeah. Like, how could you not watch that? I mean, that's, a, that was an incredible thing to, to watch those guys in Dubai and, and you know, that whole production. And that was an incredible, incredible piece of history. Well, you know, and, and, and during the time that it was done yeah, during COVID, yeah. like, you know, that they were able to pull this off. That says, that just says a lot. That just says a lot. It does. It does. So, you know, I don't understand all these, all the hate. And I, I understand that people are like, oh, they're, you know, they're, they're, they'll, they'll come back out in a couple of years. I don't know, man. I, anybody else, I may have a different conversation. But this one, I don't know. I mean, you and I have talked about a lot off the air. We talked about, you know, where Paul Stanley is and, you know, where Gene is. And, and we could get into the pay-per-view when you're ready. But even the interview I saw him last night, I was kind of like, you know, I think maybe he's ready too. And I didn't believe that about a month ago, but I saw the interview with him last night before and after the show, which we didn't let. And I was like, oh, I don't know, man. Maybe this guy is ready. Maybe because he brought up a good point. He's like, you know, at our age to do what we do to this level, we can't do it anymore. And I was like, wow, like that. Okay, that makes a lot of sense to me. It's not just going, hey, we don't want to do it anymore. It's tax. Like for him to go at our age, this is too taxing for us to do. And, you know, in, in this past couple months, we saw them tour. We saw, you know, Paul Stanley was sick and Gene Simmons passed out. And, you know, it, it, they are they are getting up to these age. And you and I have seen them. They are nonstop for two, what was it, almost two hours or a little over two hours. Right. I mean, they're, they're nonstop on top of the little breaks they get when someone does a solo. But for the most part, man, that makeup goes on. They hit the stage and for two hours under those lights – and the, the heat of the venue and the heat of the lights and the stage and the you know the costumes that they're in, these guys got to be yeah, exhausted. Absolutely. The the night. And I'm going to be honest. Like, so we're watching the pay-per-view, and my wife goes, how old is Paul Stanley? I go, he's 71. And she goes, and he was sick last week. And, I, and she goes, man, he's moving around. Like, like he's really, like, he's dancing. He's really interacting with the crowd. And I said, I said yeah. I says, I want to be honest with you. I go, I'd be shot already. I go, yeah. these guys yeah. are... They're primed for this. I go, and Your at that age. And then she goes, yeah. and she goes, man, she goes, he must be still lifting. I go, yeah, he's lifting. I go, yeah. I mean, he's 71, he's built. I mean, he's, yeah. he's got nice arms and, and whatever. And I'm like, 
I'm like, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Go, after 30 minutes, I go, I'm like, I'm like saying, can, do we have to go anymore? I go, I'm tired. I go, I go, I couldn't do two hours. I go, I've done two hour shows, but it's like dragging, man. It's like, come on. And I don't even have, I don't even have platform shoes on. You know what I mean? My feet are killing me already. So, you know, again, he's right. You don't see, I mean, not at that age. I'm sorry. You, and here's another thing, too, that me and Frankie were talking about, because uh, I thought of it, too. And then I guess because me and Frankie are singers. So, you know, we're standing next to each other. And, and he may, I didn't think of it. I Actually, I did. I, I thought of it early in the show, and then I just kind of let it go. And then he brought it up to me at the end of the night as we were leaving. He's like, did you notice those guys don't take drinks? And I'm like, you know, dude, I said, you are 100% right. You don't. And, you know, the lights are in and out so fast. And I'm sure they do, but you don't see it. I can't tell you how many bands I've seen over the years. I mean, I've seen Dio take drinks. I've seen Halford take a drink, like which is okay. I don't. It's not a big deal. But I'm like, I never. You never see those guys on stage take a drink. Now, last night at the pay per view, I did see they had water bottles on there. Yeah. Or they had bottles of something on their mic stands. Right. I didn't notice it the other night when we saw them in Baltimore. I'm not saying they weren't there, but you never saw them take a drink, and I was like, that's really bizarre. Like, I wonder if it's a thing. That they do, or they just don't, because they've been doing it for so long. They don't need yeah, to I, constantly drink. You are listening to the Cosmic Voice with your hosts Chris Natalini and Mick Michaels. I was there to celebrate something that meant something to me. You were there to celebrate yeah. something that meant something yeah. to you. People can call it whatever they want. I personally don't care. I can say that you know. I was part of the final 50, and I seen yep. the third to the end. You know, I was yep. there in person, so. Yeah, yeah. I was so excited yesterday, but then I was like, kind of like, oh, man, it's this, this is, it. is it. Some of the things that I wish were a little different, like, I I wish there were other songs that they thrown in. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, that just I mean, mix some catalog. stuff up. It is a big catalog, and I guess it's, it's hard. I mean, they definitely hit a lot of the, you know, the main stuff. I wish they did Strutter. I wish they did I Stole Your Love. Oh, my God. They didn't do Strutter, did yeah, they? Yeah, they didn't do Strutter. I mean, oh I have God. seen them do, uh, believe it or not, I have seen them do Shock Me with Tommy singing. I've seen that. Yep, I um, saw that. I mean, they were doing King of the Nighttime World at one point, and I guess they pulled that out because Shout It Out Loud's become the second song where they had had it later in the set. Yeah, that know. I remember, too. But for a band that's not had top ten hits... Their catalog to a fan is super recognizable. And there's tons of songs. Because, I mean, we were talking, as we were going down to Baltimore, we were talking about some of the albums. And I was like, well, you know, I love Rock and Roll Over. It's a real musical album. I'm not a real huge fan of Love Gun. And then Frankie starts naming off some thing. And I'm going to myself, as I'm driving, I'm going, oh, that's a good song. That's a good song. That's a good song. <laughs> and then, you know, except for the one Peter Chris Hooligan, I'm not a huge fan of or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then I said to myself, I go, Maybe I I don't know what I'm talking about. That is a pretty good <laughs> I album. I need to revisit this <laughs> <Yeah>. record. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, you just... Because, again, there's just so many of them. So many. You know? So many. There was a discussion I was having you know, on Friday night. You know, immediately, Dynasty's brought up, and somebody goes, oh, that their disco album. And I'm like, well, no, it's not a disco album. Oh, that album, it's just all disco. No, it's not. I mean, not at all. all. Like, I mean, you're just... What's... All you're doing is regurgitating what somebody said in the media. Yes. I was made for loving you. I love that song, baby. I love it. Oh, we did. I always did. You know, I have the Endless Love soundtrack, and it's on there. 
Oh yeah, and I yeah, kept yeah, it yeah. because yeah. it's a you know it's that's me right there. Hey, I could do that, right? I mean, you know, but that was that was a worldwide hit. It's a great song. When they play it, the crowd goes nuts. So I don't care. Disco? Are you kidding me? And the rest of that album, it's not disco. Is it different than the other albums? Yeah, because the tone of music was changing in '79. But man, there is some great songs on there again take away the dirty work or whatever the hell that song is from you know you get rid of that song that's the only one i skip over charisma are you kidding me that song is bad ass i would love to play that song charisma get out of here yeah so to me not a disco album not a disco no. album. There's some great songs on there, so I don't know. So, but yeah, and that, but that's what people get. They, they have it in their head. They get stuck there. Did you really listen to the album? Like, really listen to the album, or did you just listen to it and go, "Oh, this is disco," and then that's the end of it? Like, I've listened to Dynasty. God, Chris, I can't even count. I mean, I really oh, can't. I mean, so 100%. you know, what I mean, same with Unmasked. I've listened to that. I love Unmasked. I love Unmasked. I think it's a great record. I think that it has some of Ace's best solo playing because he was, you know, he was definitely, by that time, he was in the zone. And I mean, yeah. and he's got three songs of his on there. Torpedo yeah. Girl. You know uh, what I mean? It's so good, dude. I, I love Shandy. Oh, oh that is a great down. song. Yeah, it is yeah. a good song. So every band has their transition time. There's not a band that doesn't. Now Priest is looked at as a certain kind of band, but... When they released Turbo, people were like, where are these guys at? Like, are they, yeah. are they losing touch with... Actually, they weren't. They were stepping ahead. It yeah. just came out a couple years before everything else hit. Yeah. But yep. you yep. go back to... I mean, not this is a Kiss episode, but you go back to Turbo. Halford's voice is unbelievably uh, strong on that album. So, so good. Yeah. It's so good. Like I said, I wish they did play some other songs, but I understand why they don't. Paul Stanley has said, like, you know, deep tracks are deep tracks for a reason. They're just not popular. But right. Kiss has very few of them, in my opinion. They have more of them come their later albums, like Dynasty, Unmasked, yeah. Yeah. even in all the other albums. But they hit the stuff that, I guess, was what people really want to hear, like the big ones. And I get it. Yeah. yeah. The other thing that I wish that they... I really thought that they would have done, especially in the last couple shows was to break the format somewhat and maybe be a little bit more real, personable. Now, at times, like you said, at the Baltimore show, Paul talked a lot more. And there were times when it seemed like he was talking as Paul Stanley the person, not Paul Stanley Agreed. the member of KISS. Agree. And, and, and I felt some of that, where he didn't do that at all in the pay-per-view. And I thought that he was going to do... Something more being that it was the last show in New York. Because I had my family watching with me too. My daughter came mm -hmm. down. Again, I've had my family to multiple KISS shows over yeah, the years. Yeah. They're not the biggest KISS fans, especially my daughter and my wife. But my wife always had a little issue with Paul Stanley and his dancing around and stuff like that. Because <laughs> I remember when I took her to the 96 show and she goes, um, you know, he, you know, he's prancing around, and, and she goes, uh, "Is uh, is he always like this?" And I said, uh, "I said, yeah." I said, "That's you know." And so my brother, you know, who had seen them on Kiss Alive, yeah. I turned to him that same night at the '96 show, and I go, 
it's always been like this, right? And he goes, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, with Paul. <laughs> so, so, you know, you just kind of, okay, there it is. That's what it is. My daughter was like, wow, I was hoping that he would have said, like, gotten more personal, more emotional. And I just think, they, you know, following the script to T, I understand why they're doing it because they have to. They got a time frame. There's the pyro stuff. There's whatever. So much is choreographed in that sense that you have to kind of stick to it. But I was really hoping that he would kind of go off cuff and just be yeah. Paul. You know what I mean? Just yeah. say, Because they really did a lot of the same. It was the same script. That's what kind of bummed me out a little bit. But, you know, again, it is what it is. I like the way they ended it, you know, because oh. my wife was going, well, did they do this in Baltimore? I go, yeah, this is pretty much, I go, this was a little less, or they did a little different yeah. here. I go, but at yeah. the end, I go, you know, because, again, nobody knew what was coming, and I said, they didn't have that much smoke. I mean, they filled the whole thing. I go, they did play this song, and then all of a sudden, you see these images pop up, and I was like, yeah. ooh, what's this? You know, it's it's funny, too, because, my, we, you know, we were watching all the smoke, and I'm like... Well, that didn't happen in Baltimore. And my wife was like, that'd be super cool if the smoke cleared and they weren't there. I'm like, yeah, that is that would be. Well, super that's what cool. I thought was going to happen. They were just like they disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. And then they show up on the screen. I'm like, what is happening right now? Because this did not happen in Baltimore. Yeah. You know, and they go into this thing and I was like, wow, this is kind of neat. Well, actually, I started <laughs> watching it when I'm watching. it. I'm like, well, I wonder if this is because some of them look like. Like, the imaging of the animation looked like some of the uh, McFarlane figures that came out. Yes. Right? And I go, oh, well, maybe this is... Especially Gene. Yeah. And I said, oh, maybe this is an older thing that, you know, I missed on a tour that they're just kind of, like, you know, replaying. You know, it ends and it goes, you know, the new era of Kiss or whatever. It has the QR codes. Yeah, I'm like, like, I can't do this sitting on my couch. Oh, man, like, what's going on here? Like, I just got chills right now talking about it. I guess what they're going to do is, I guess, and, you know, I hope this isn't a spoiler for people, but... I guess they're going to do these tours with this animation type of thing. That's what it, you because think that's what that is. Well, man? because they said that. I mean, in the interview afterwards, you know, as they did the promo for it, because you know they filmed them on a green screen with the light balls yeah. and all that. I yeah. mean, they were in yeah. makeup, and they it seems like they were playing live. I assume that they're going to put together tours or shows that are based on this animation thing. They said that we're going to be able to live on as Kiss and the music long after we're gone. So I had said afterwards to my daughter, I go, does that mean that every so often, maybe once or twice a year, they're going to go in and redo some stuff? And then that's how they do the touring? But it was kind of, you know, and I don't know. Like, here's the thing with the animation. It's cool. And then sometimes it was kind of wonky. Yeah, 100%. You know, so I wasn't, I'm like, well, with today's technology, shouldn't it be even better than that? But maybe they're going for a certain thing. I don't know. But they said you can find out more at kissonline.com. I didn't go on there yet because I was kind of, I was just kind of like sitting there going, wow, this is, you know, where's this taken? It's like, when did they have time for this? You know what (laughs) I mean? Kind of thing. But the other thing that threw me off was at the end, I was hoping the interviewer was just, not my cup of tea. Do you know who she is? I don't really know who she is. She is the, pro, we'll call it program director of the rock section of Spotify. Oh, okay. You know, when I was watching pay-per-view and, you know, you could start watching 8 o'clock, she came on and I'm like, huh. And I'm like watching her and I'm like, I think that's Allison from Spotify. And then as the show went on, it ended up being her. Okay. Now, rock has changed. You and I talked about it very early on in the podcast. 
what you and I know as rock and what she programs as rock are two different rock and rolls. Mm. To me, I get why they put her in that position, but they shouldn't have. Right. She was not great at all. No. She looked like she wasn't prepared for any of the questions. No. It looked like she fumbled. And then, like, let's be honest. I, I don't... You couldn't get any other celebrity than Chris Angel. I mean, I know the dude's from New York, and I know he's a Kiss fan, but, you know, you saw later in the show where Tommy Thayer said Sebastian Bach was in the crowd. Like, why are we not getting Yeah, Sebastian? and I swear I said, like, why, I said, like, why like, didn't they like, get, like, another rock star? Like, like you know? That's what I'm saying. Like, even the Desmond Child thing, as cool as that was, those people don't... Like, you know, and obviously everybody can watch the... the the interview live as it was happening in the venue. Nobody cares about Desmond Child. You, why would you put someone up? Listen, the kids, that was unbelievable. I could have watched a full half hour of that, you know, with, with Evan and Sophia and Nick and, you know, Tommy Thayer's, you know, uh, daughter that he just found. Right. Uh, you know, uh, I guess within a year ago or so. I, I could have watched that for a half hour. I don't, I have no interest in, and I dig Chris Angel. I think he's cool as hell. I know he's from New York. You mean to tell me you're in New York and Madison Square Garden? You, you, had Joe, you had George Lopez and his daughter at the end of the night. You couldn't put, like, why? I have no interest in watching Chris Angel. He did, he said nothing that was interesting. And even Desmond Child, as cool as that was, I don't, nobody cares, man. Yeah. I, you could, what's Sebastian Bach? There had to be other people there. I mean, come on. The Madison Square Garden in New York, the last kids show, you know there was more people there than that. Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, they could have brought in Bruce Kolick. I think that would have been really cool. Yeah, that would have been. Right? You're right. That, that, I mean, just, I don't know. It just would have been, I don't know. And I, But I, she was not good. No. And I was hoping that they were going to do a quick, you know, five-minute segment with each member at the end. I mean, Paul disappeared. The Gene interview was uncomfortable. He wasn't even paying attention. Like, like he seemed like he just shut down. Like, he just didn't want to, to Brother, talk about listen. Listen, let's be honest, right? And I said this to my wife last night. The dude just got off stage. I know. Doing but, his last show of 50 years. I know. Why are you putting a microphone in well, his face? Well, again, but they, but he, they, it's not like they didn't know that was going to happen. I mean, they, they orchestrated everything else. Why not that? If you're going to do a pay-per-view, why not finish it off? Why have a backstage then? Why well, even bother right. going backstage? Right? Because you're, you're, you're right. If the you're band right. isn't... Like, it was almost like Tommy came out as a afterthought like he it, wanted to yeah and to it just, me, that was it felt awkward to me i think tommy came out to save gene that's how i looked at it well you may be right because he was he was fumbling and you know there was so much going on and all these people just want to talk to him because when he came over he actually said something to the effect of like you know i'm here you could go back now or something and gene was like all right like i'm out like i kind of feel like someone sent tommy to go save gene that's how it appeared to me. Right. It was starting to go down a road that maybe we shouldn't have, you know. I mean, that's yeah, not the way was, yeah. you want to remember. The, the kidney stone. Yeah, and, and the, the, the schmegma, and, you know. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It was, it was kind, weird. Kind of got a little, little awkward. We're kind of just sitting there going, eh? And, yeah, um, yeah, it got very uncomfortable. You know, the pay-per-view thing was blocked off till 2 a.m. I thought there was going to be, like, this nonstop, like, you know, after party. We we're going to see this. We we're going to see that. But it didn't happen that way. So... That one I was kind of bummed out about. I thought that maybe everybody could have just said a final quick word, like, you know, thank you so like Like a personable thing. Like, yeah. drop, yeah. drop the facade that. and, look, like, if this is it, let the, you I know, agree. fans I know. I mean, that's what I was hoping. I was just hoping to see the person just for a second. You know what I mean? A second. A yeah. second. Yeah. How do you feel about uh, Shannon Tweed's interview? That, that was incoherent. 
Well, again, because like she kept talking and then this lady's asking questions. She just kept asking questions, but they weren't syncing. It was like two different conversations. The same thing was happening with Gene, too. She would she would ask yeah. a question, and Gene would be on his own thing, and he's looking around. I don't even think he necessarily acknowledged the interviewer. You know, I mean, I don't know how many times he she really said did. legacy and history and whatever. <laughs> it was like, somebody can somebody kill her mic, please? Like, you know, even the Doc McGee interview was a little, oh. little cringy. So uncomfortable. It's like, why is everybody, everybody seems so angry? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> don't have a behind the scenes thing on your right. pay-per-view because this is part of what we paid for. Now, right. my daughter said that Gene seemed like real angry in the first interview, in the op- in the pre-recorded interviews. I don't know. How did you feel? Did you feel that he seemed angry? I didn't. No, I didn't get that. I didn't get that. I mean, that it's kind of his... It's a shtick. It's a shtick. So it's, I guess it's hard to, hard to distinguish, especially if somebody who's not familiar with watching a lot of Gene Simmons interviews. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You know, what's bummed me out about those guys over the years, over the more recent years, is like everything's become a soundbite for them. Yeah. And it's, yeah. 100%. it's... 100%. And we've talked about that on the show before. Like I said, the problems I have with KISS have nothing to do with backing tracks or playing the clicker tracks or that they retired 65 times but they really haven't but you know or this tour has been going on forever and ever i don't have problems with that i have other problems like maybe they shouldn't say certain things i realize they feel comfortable because they're in a position to say them or you know maybe we get more realistic at times yeah you know less soundbite more real people because you know at the older you get i don't buy into all that crap anymore because i know it's just show business i'm more interested in the real person yeah. Because yeah. I've been with you. I've been following you around in this caravan all these years. I just want a little bit more. That's all. Just a little yeah. bit more. Yeah. A little bit more personal. You know, it's funny because I was, uh, you know, watching the Shannon Tweed interview. And uh, first of all, she looked hammered, which, whatever, is fine. Sure. Mm-hmm. The one thing I really wish she didn't say was I, I, didn't, I didn't get Allison's question, but something to do with the relationship of Paul and Jean. And she was like, well, you know, they don't hang out. And but, but like, why can't you just give us what everybody wants? Like, just just give the Hollywood answer of going, oh, my God, they're, you know, they're always talking. They're always together. Like, the last thing I want to hear about Gene and Paul is, oh, you know, they're they're just kind of business partners. They don't really hang out. They, you don't really see them out much together. Well, I know she's being honest, and I understand that. Yeah. But I feel like there's a part of me that goes, can't you just lie to us, like, who cares? Well, you like, didn't even I, have to say I, it. I mean, because that, that had already been established a couple of years ago. I mean, like that, you know, like unless there's women involved or there's business, there's no, he even said, there's no reason for me to go out to dinner with anybody. Yeah. He'll do yeah. it with his wife. But, yeah. you know, Tommy's even said, you know, like, you know, Paul and Eric and I will do dinner and stuff like that where Gene doesn't get involved in that stuff. So yeah. whatever. I mean. I'm not even sure I care about that so much, but I know what you're I saying. Think, yeah. They, it, yeah. It wasn't it was, a time I, to kind of. Yeah, separate. Pull back the curtain, like yeah. yeah it, the, I think the, I mean, even the kids. I mean, listen, and I don't know. They could have been putting on a shtick, but the kids looked like they had a better relationship than the adults did. Yeah, I know. That's crazy. <laughs> you know <what> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, listen. But overall, yeah. But overall, I thought pay per view was awesome, and I'm glad I got it. And and if you didn't get it, you know, even if you're a, a half a Kiss fan, then you you missed out just in the spectacle of it, the the entertainment of it, the. You know, Kiss is a legacy band, and they have great songs. And I love the—I I even 
even up to the last few records they've put out. Like, I love uh, Monster and I love Sonic Boom. I think they sound great. Um, you know, it's it's Kiss, man, and I'm it's, sad to see them that's go. That's it. But... It's Kiss, and I'm sa- I'm sure it's going to be a DVD release at some point. They'll I they'll fix all so. the audio and they'll 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 tighten it up and it'll be yeah. Because yeah. even the camera work wasn't even all that great. I'm no. like, really? They missed yeah. that show? Like even the fire breathing. I'm like, here he goes. You know, I said to Sherry, my wife, I'm like, here he goes, here he goes, and they missed it. And they I'm missed like, it. Yep. How did you? So, like, but but there was enough <laughs> camera there. That's what I'm saying. I think that they'll probably edit stuff down a little better, and uh, yeah, and yeah, they'll, yeah, they'll sure. do it all. Yeah, because the business of Kiss, like we've said in the beginning, isn't over. This isn't yeah. over. This, like I said, it's a new era, and we're going to see where it goes. I'm excited to see where it goes. Maybe we'll I actually did... get some new music. I don't know. Who knows? Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I, did to... say, I, I will say this. I would have loved to see that in the movie theater. No, that would have been cool. Well, listen. If Taylor Swift listen, could do it. Well, they may release it with a bunch of bonus stuff. Who knows? And now, see, I would now, and I would go pay that. Yeah. All right, man. There you have it. Our bonus kiss episode. If you like yeah. that episode, check out some of our other episodes at www.thecosmicvoice.com. Step into the cosmic verse and fill that void. Thanks so much for listening. This is the Cosmic Voice. Be sure to check us out at thecosmicvoice.com. Like and follow us on Facebook at The Cosmic Voice. You can find The Cosmic Voice everywhere you listen to online podcasts like Deezer, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, and so many more. All right, folks, that's going to do it for us. If you're hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode. And for that, Mick and I would like to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And we hope you enjoyed this new episode. And if you did, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Also, Feel free to let us know what topics you'd like to see covered in future episodes of The Cosmic Voice. And you can get in touch with us through thecosmicvoice.com and, of course, all of the Cosmic Voice social medias. Take care and be safe. You're listening to The Cosmic Voice. Music, talk, and nothing but business.